Hey, business owners, ever wondered what happens when you take a payment? Well, there's a whole world of transactions powered by Elevon. Whether it's through currency converting, security asserting, business supporting, real-time reporting, e-com providing, or expert advising, <laughs> Elevon supports all payments for your business. To find out more, visit elevon.ie. Elevon, your world of payments. Elevon Financial Services, DAC trading as Elevon Merchant Services, is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. The Big Tech Show brought to you by Elevon. Elevon makes payment taking simple, freeing you up to focus on your business. You take on the world, they'll take care of the payments. See elevon.ie for more. This is an Irish independent podcast. Is Dublin's tech party finally coming to an end? Google has just announced a temporary recruitment freeze and is slowing hiring. Microsoft says it's eliminating many of its open jobs. Even Meta is to hire fewer people than planned, with CEO Mark Zuckerberg actively encouraging some workers to leave the company, while Apple is reportedly planning a slowdown in hiring too. In other words, some of the biggest tech employers are scaling their plans back. So, is our tech party over. The tech sector here has been on the biggest bull run in Irish industrial history, but is it finally facing a slowdown? And will the indigenous tech sector suffer as well? I'm Adrian Weckler, and this is The Big Tech Show. And joining me to discuss these issues today are Sarah-Jane Larkin, Director General of the Irish Venture Capital Association, and Gareth Fleming, Commercial Director of Tech Recruitment at Brightwater Recruitment. Sarah-Jane, let me go to you first. Is the party over in Dublin? I don't think so. I'm uh, probably an outlier at the moment in uh, in commentary terms because I'm actually really, really positive and optimistic about where we're at on the Indigenous side. You know, our guys, our members invest, they're venture capital investors and they invest in the next generation of, of new startups. And, you know, Gareth will, will be able to speak a little bit more to this, but one of the burning issues for the last couple of years has been the lack of availability of talent because there has been a real war on talent between the, the multinationals and the indigenous sector. So some level of slowdown, I think, is going to really help to firepower our our local uh, SMEs that are in, you know, involved in the technology sector. OK, so just to be clear where you're coming from on this, your organization, Irish Venture Capital Association, represents companies who raise money and who spend money, who invest money in largely into indigenous tech here in Ireland. And that sector has been doing battle with multinational companies for for recruitment. So you're kind of, you're not saying whether we are facing, you know, a, a slowdown or not, but you're saying that if we are, it might be an okay thing. Is that it? You know, I'm, I'm saying that we probably were due some level of a rebalance. And one of the reasons why I'm also optimistic is that we have a great counter cyclical measure um, in that the government earlier this year announced a 90 million innovation fund for investment in the earliest stage of startups. Now that was actually a COVID measure, which took a long time to mm. come, but you know, never let a good crisis go to waste. We are We now have another crisis coming along. And I think that money is going to be deployed into the sector ideally by you know q4 of this year but certainly by q1 of next year and i think that's just going to come in and smooth out some of the bumps in the road for um our indigenous our indigenous companies okay. 
Okay, we'll come back to that a little bit later. Gareth, if I could go to you. Now, look, some of the biggest multinational tech companies in Ireland at the moment are slowing down their hiring. Google hiring freeze. Meta, Mark Zuckerberg, went on a rant uh, saying that uh, people could and should uh, leave the company and they'd hire more slowly. Microsoft, Apple even said to be considering a slower hiring. That's a huge chunk of the Irish hiring base here among tech multinationals. Are you getting any feedback or sense as to what the rationale or or uh, what the feeling is yeah. uh, among recruiters in these companies? So I'd probably agree a lot with what Sarah Jane said. There's, there's still a lot of positivity out there. But if you if you look at those companies, Adrian, they all did. Can I just ask you, well, what is positive about Google going on hiring freeze? But it, it's, there's a lot of positivity around the tech market in Dublin in terms of SMEs are still hiring. A lot of the big companies are still hiring. There's still a lot of optimism out there. Mm. It's more cautious, but it's still optimistic. I think what's happening is, Adrian, a lot of these big pillar companies, every company you mentioned there, and some did very well during the pandemic. They hired to meet that demand, that extra market share, and that demand hasn't been sustainable. It, it they they took a bet, the bet didn't pay off, and what's happening now is the layoffs and the hiring freezes that we're beginning to see. But if you track that across companies that were consistently doing well for the last decade, they're not laying off people. They're still in that battle for talent. We still have a huge amount of people coming into the country, a huge amount of tech talent that still are able to demand big salaries, big benefits, big jobs. So there is still a lot of positivity, but I get that seeing those layoffs and those hiring freezes does cause some consternation amongst the tech market right now in Ireland. Yeah, and I don't want to overstate mm. this either. I mean, we, it's true that TikTok, for example, is still going from yeah. 2,000 to 3,000 people in Dublin. Intel said it's still going to hire another 1,600 people, although that's over a much longer term basis. There is still activity. And you might argue that the entire tech sector at the end of the year will be the same or bigger than it was at the beginning of the year. Nevertheless, we've been used to this extended bull run in tech in Ireland in particular, maybe the longest industrial bull run we've ever had in this country. And now all of a sudden it's starting to slow down. So do you think we're going to have to start thinking along the lines as opposed to it, you know, up to now being expansion, expansion, Mm. expansion, more jobs, more college places, more accommodation. Are we now looking at readjusting our thinking on that? Yeah, so we've had this, well, the tech sector has had this growth at all costs mantra for the last decade. I mean, as you said there, expansion, expansion, expansion. That's the only thing that these big companies have thought about. And I think we've entered a new reality now. And it's very, very recent in the last couple of months where, again, as these companies lay off people, as they slow down hiring, they need to think about these things now. What is sustainable? You know, we need to hire more cautiously. And we see it from from startup, from, you know, the, the VC funds who are a lot more cautious now where the money goes to SMEs up to multinationals. So they, they do need to think differently. I think it's a market correction, Adrian, that's coming. I think there has to be. I think the market's been overheated in terms of salaries, in terms of benefits. Companies are still having to pay huge amounts to get the, the right talent into their businesses. That, that needs to stop somewhere and it will stop somewhere as, as more. Do you ta- mean that the growth in those salaries needs to, because if you, yeah. are you suggesting that people working at these big companies might start seeing their, their salaries stagnate? I, I think it's going to slow down. I think it's going to slow down. I think at the moment there are companies out there that are willing to pay what they need to pay to get the right niche talent in, not in all areas of IT, but if we look at cyber analytics, 
digitalization. I mean, every company's going through that right now. There's still huge demand that can't be met. Um, but I think the likes of Google and Apple, and, and that will trickle down to more SMEs, I think salaries will slow down. I mean, just to to maybe come in on, on some of the points that Gareth has made and add to it, you know, we would draw a distinction between companies that answer to the stock market, which is, you know, Google, Facebook, Microsoft, they are the public markets, they are totally, um, you know, in line with sentiment and what's going on in the, the global economy. The private markets where companies are, you know, are, are raising funding um, privately through venture capital or, you know, other equity funds, that is a different space. And, and in a lot of cases, you know, those funds have been raised by investors. So our members, and we've actually had a number of announcements throughout this year of really large, substantial funds. You know, if you guys give me 50 euro of your money to invest on your behalf into my fund, you want me to go and invest in that now. And great companies come from times like this. And I think that's probably why I'm optimistic on the talent front, because I think you know, one of the reasons Ireland and Dublin in particular has always been a really high cost economy. So if you are an employee and you're weighing up two job offers between Google um, and the lovely warm embrace of the, the corporate multinational or the startup that, you know, has a level of uncertainty in its future, but maybe huge rewards, mm. you probably went with the more secure option. Now, some of those people are going to be inclined to, you know, to take their chances um, with the startup. And I used to work myself in the multinational sector and a lot of the people that I worked with had great business ideas, but until mm. they maybe were made redundant and got a package and could fund themselves for a year or 18 months, they weren't inclined to go off and start up a business. You know, we, you, you, you know what you, you two are, you're very silver lining yeah. <laughs> on, on, on all of this. I, I, I have to say, I mean, it worth, it is worth mentioning that the indigenous sector, and I do take your point about this, but the indigenous sector isn't immune from this either. I mean, in the last week we've seen fairly prominent uh, startup in Cork, Altada, which uh, has uh, gone public now with its own difficulties, funding difficulties, layoffs and furloughing. Uh, staff that was a company that got many many millions uh, in uh, in funding it's trying to work its issues out at the moment Sarah you know the venture capital community that you represent which in many ways is the lifeblood of this startup uh, community um you you point out the funds that have been raised here but on the other hand internationally there's been a huge drop in funding generally I think CB insights had it as 23 uh, percent over the last year. Maybe some of that is, maybe it's the bigger rounds that are hit, but how exposed in the medium term do you think we are to that? If I, I saw a figure in your own organization's uh, data recently that a huge percentage, I think the, the amount of international money that was coming into Ireland to support the funds here, to support the investments here, had peaked recently in the last year. So how exposed are we to that? Surely we're going to see uh, some effect of that down the line. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I am optimistic overall. Um, I think there will be some impacts, and it really depends on on where the company is and you know, in its in its journey. The first thing, if you know, if you're on board now with the company and you're an investor, you may have put a round in. Um, and I don't want to talk about any specific companies because I, you know, I don't know. But you know, if we if we take that example and you know, think it through, you you've raised funding, and that's with probably some sort of expectation of the global economy and the growth rates you're going to achieve. If it's looking as though, you know, that isn't going to be possible because the environment isn't right, 
the very first thing that any investor, any competent investor will tell you to do is, you know, you're going to sit down and you are going to say, how much money is it going to take us to get out the other side of this? How much money is it going to take us just to be here in 12 or 24 months? And, you know, I think one of the things that's really in our favor in Ireland is that we haven't had crazy valuations and we've actually always struggled to get matching capital. And so round sizes, valuations locally have not been To be huge. fair on the valuations and the crazy money, we have seen the number of unicorns double in the last six months. It went from, I think, three to six or even seven now uh, at, at this point. We so, have, but uh, will I tell you the, the major distinction there between us and other countries? Hmm. The major distinction is most of those companies, Altada, uh, you know, let's get checked they are already revenue generating. And if you're revenue generating and you're, you know, the, the digitalization that's happened in the global economy over the last couple of years isn't going to go away. As long as you can conserve costs, which is what all of those companies are, are doing at the moment, you have a product, you will come out the other side. Where I would be concerned are the companies that are in prototype development, you know, in cash burn with no prospect of revenue. And I think that's probably, you know, Gareth alluded to the, the the fact that maybe there's less VC money around. We saw this in COVID. The very first quarter or two after a big external shock, everybody sits down with their existing companies and makes sure they can keep them alive <laughs> for, for this kind of frozen period. And then, you know, hope for the growth after that. And I think that's probably where we're at. But I think that's why that 90 million coming in from the government is, mm. you know, it's going to be game changing. Um, and I think we are going to yeah, emerge. Although in the context of the, the context of the one billion plus that the IVCA it's, itself has uh, has reported uh, for Ireland, I think more or less for the last two years running or close to it. I I take your point. I'm not sure how big an, uh, an impact it will have ultimately. Although I, I do take your point, and Gareth, if I come back to you, um, just the broader consequences for Dublin and for Ireland, if. Uh, there is a slowdown going on. I mean, it's easy to imagine. Nobody's talking about massive layoffs uh, at this point. Okay, let's let's not overstate yep. it. But we might be talking about um, it being slightly harder to 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 get a job. I'm wondering if there's any upsides to it. Might there be less pressure on housing? Yeah, I saw David McWilliams mentioned that a while ago. I think they're they're. I mean, if you look at that daft report that's out today, I think there was seven hundred and fifty houses to rent in Ireland at the moment. So, I mean, something has to give there, and and maybe there will, there will be a consequence of of that as a as a spin off. But yeah, well, one thing that's interesting uh, I've always thought about this issue is the lack of news cycle agenda concern about it. So we're talking about this potential tech slowdown. It's probably of interest to the several thousand people who listen to this podcast for different reasons. It's quite difficult to generate drum up interest mm. in it outside those circles. I, I'm not sure whether that's because policymakers here don't really think there's any actual existential threat to it, that companies like Google and Apple are, are just too strong and, and will be there in the long term, or whether there might be cynicism mm more broad as to who really benefits from from the tech industry. I have run into that quite a bit in reporting uh, on uh, tech companies here. I wonder what it would take in terms of a, a conversation of a tech industry slowdown for people to actually, for people beyond, you know, the, the, the thousands of people that we might be interacting with to get really interested in it. 
So you th- I think if you look at the market now, though, Adrian, versus 07, 08, we're in a very, very different place. We've, we've a much more mature tech landscape now. Uh, tech is pervasive in every industry that we have. Back then, not as much. Um, we have areas that you know grew massively during the pandemic that still continue to grow. We've more tech companies here, more money coming in. And if you get down at ground level in that indigenous sector with the likes of organizations like Scale Ireland, like Dogpatch, some amazing startup companies that have raised investment coming out of those of those now. So I think there's a lot more confidence now. There's a, there's a lot more uh, confidence in the market remaining stable. If I think what what would worry us if mass layoffs begin to happen at SME level. If I mean, as a recruiter, we see these trends straight away. Probably before everyone else, we see jobs beginning to, to dry up and slow down. That would begin to worry me because that's what we saw in 08. Jobs disappeared overnight. Mm. You know, that's not happening. Uh, our, you know, if I look at my own jobs list right now, my team's job list, the job numbers are still very, very high. There's huge demand still that again is not being met by talent. So we're not there yet, but. It'll be really interesting to look back at this in six months. You know, it's such an important sector. It's 30 billion, I think, in, in exports from tech this year. It's such an important sector. We need to keep a really, really close eye on it and watch out for those those alarm bells, those red flags, if they begin to happen. Yeah, I mean, Pascal Donoghue uh, recently announced an extra 5 billion from uh, taxes. But if any number of the large multinationals that are in Ireland really did struggle and one of them pulled out, for example, Ireland would actually take quite a considerable hit in terms of being able to pay for schools and social welfare. We would. I mean, I think Google employs, you know, uh, tens of thousands of people here. I mean, that's a big hit if they decide to pull out, but the likelihood is they won't. You know, they they won't pull out. They They have a huge footprint here. Yeah, I was just going to say one of the things that we saw, um, you know, back in 2008 and, you know, two years ago with the start of COVID was this real pause while people mm. tried to evaluate things. And then in in most cases, things came back very slowly in 2008, 2009, 2010. But, you know, it did. And but much more quickly, yeah. you know, COVID really only impacted um, the tech sector for maybe a quarter and, you know, half, uh, you know, um, like a, no more than six months. And I think when you just think about the digitalization of the global economy in the last couple of years, you know, how, Adrian, a couple of years ago, would we have been doing this podcast, you know, in, in this way? It, all of that has changed. It touches our lives. I mean, I've used Google about 10 times today. Yeah, we probably would have bought a, a regional radio station at the time and we'd be on like some late night 2 a.m. Yeah. hour business tech yeah. tonight with Adrian Weckler. I would have drunk a lot of coffee. Yeah. My voice would be a lot deeper than it is now. And it's fairly deep at the moment because I was shouting a lot yesterday. Um, I guess if I was presenting the optimist case, the bull case at the moment for Dublin, I would say, I suggest rather, that the type of job scalebacks that Google and Meta and maybe even Apple are talking about, the recruitment dynamics are often different in the headquarters in the States in California than they are in Dublin. If you take a company like Google, for example, or, or Meta, an awful lot of the design stuff is done in Menlo Park or um, or, or over in California, whereas a lot, a lot of the, the, the nuts and bolts of actually getting... The, fulfillment of of getting the product out and servicing it is done over here and they're different roles and if you take your position Sarah Jane that the 
the that the world is still at an early point of digitization and that there's still a lot to roll out. Some new products might fall by the wayside, but the the machinery to service it all probably won't. And that's largely where Dublin comes into it from from what I know of talking to multinationals. Gareth, you might have a insight into that as well in terms of the roles that typically you recruit for. Yeah, I mean, again, everything you said there is correct. And the, the types of roles that these big multinats would have here are very, very different to, to the roles that have in the States. But again, the, the types of talented people they're trying to hire in, whether it's community leaders in, in, in Meta, whether it's cybersecurity people or, or you know, um, uh, embedded engineers for Apple, there's still huge demand for them, Adrian. Um, and I just I just don't see that slowdown happening, a slowdown that's going to affect those types of roles being hired. Again, we haven't seen it. Um, we certainly haven't seen it yet. Um, I, mm. I don't see I don't see that we'll see it in the next 12 months. I think Google actually has been quite clever because, you know, in my experience in most really large organizations, there's a cohort of people who would, you know, be happy to get off the bus at a certain mm time um one of the things we've lobbied for previously was a, a, a leave like they have in sweden which is kind of an entrepreneur leave where you can take six months unpaid from your job and go off and try a business idea you know i, I think um it's something like this and you know in any large multinational there will be people who have those business ideas who will you know look at the the landscape look at their length of service look at you know what's available um to them if they leave and you know maybe make those decisions so it, i think it, it's it's very difficult when it gets to the point where people who don't want to leave are being forced to leave and my sense is you know we're not anywhere near that yet if i could add mm. one quick thing to that adrian just to sarah jane's point if you look at these pillar companies they are the companies right now that are asking people to come back to the office more than most other companies. And that's going to have a big effect. So if these redundancies come up, if these offers of redundancies are offered, they those are the people that will leave en masse for other opportunities that are still remote or still very much hybrid. Oh, well, that's an entirely different podcast. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether they would but choose it, to be remote or rather than the office, um, it's a different podcast. But, but that, is, that is a factor as well. So there are a yeah. lot, a big cohort of people that want to leave those companies right now. How was the percentage of jobs, Gareth, that you would be looking at that actually offer fully remote working? Very little. I mean, 10%. Yeah. Fully remote, yeah. 10%. But most companies are hybrid right now still. We are seeing some of the bigger companies ask people to come back in more and more. Mm. So that dream is mm. beginning to die a little bit. Yeah. Okay, well, that is a different podcast, but uh, thank you both very much, Sarah Jane Larkin, Director General of the Irish Venture Capital Association, and to Gareth Fleming, the Commercial Director of uh, Tech Recruitment at Brightwater Recruitment. Thanks also to Tabitha Monaghan, who produced this podcast, and to Gavin Hennessy, who was on Sound Engineering. For me, Adrian Weckler, the Tech Editor of the Irish and Sunday Independent, uh, thank you very much, and I'll talk to you the same time next week. Bye-bye. 